Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Have you heard? The bird is the word. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles kept their fans sleepless in Seattle over the weekend before attempting to redeem themselves in the City of Angels. Now that's what I call a double feature Meg Ryan movie reference intro that our endearingly stuttering host would surely approve of. We got your three up, three down. We got your ball bag. And we got yet another submission to our Anyone Can Podcast contest. Oh, and did I mention a guest host, too? All that and more on today's episode of Section 336. Section336.com Buckle up, birds. Be ready to ride. Your host, Max Joshua Bird, are ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336. The number one sports broadcast gets your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck. A favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. What up, 336ers? I am the Zany Burt Roadie. Thank you for joining us in Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today is Wednesday, July 6th, 2016, and you're listening to our 171st episode Section 336, we're a proud partner with UtahStreetReport.com, 24-7 Networks. You can actually watch our show live on video every week at our Facebook page. Just search for Section 336. It's just that easy. And give us a like while you're at it. Today in studio with me, as always, is the button lover, Josh Soroka. You're really trying to outdo Matt with that intro. I got so much energy tonight, Josh. It is (laughs) unbelievable. Sitting just outside the studio window and... I would say, as always, for him, too, but he's not always here. But today we have the world's worst intern. Say hello, intern. Hey, what's going on? Hey, no delay. Good job. Good job there, intern. And as our regular listeners already know, our fearless leader, the endearingly stuttering Matt Stroka, is not with us again this week. He is, however, alive and well, by all accounts, in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, Africa. He's teaching English sharing knowledge, changing lives. He's basically doing bigger and better things than we're doing here in Josh's basement. But as we said all along, the show must go on for good or bad. Section 336 is here for you every week. And today we are filling Matt's seat with a guest host, Mr. Dylan Atkinson. Dylan, say hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. You will probably know Dylan from uh, O's Uncensored. And I kind of gleaned a little bit from his Twitter profile that he's (laughs) he's. He's all over the place. Dylan is involved with the Charm City Sports Network, your co-founder, editor-in-chief at Orioles Uncensored, contributor to Masson, editor and MLB writer at Baseball Central, and above all else, Jessica's boyfriend. (laughs) That's great, man. Most importantly. (laughs) That's what she would say, right? (laughs) How do you get involved in all that stuff? It's half made up. 
Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start. I would just like to believe points. that I do. You show a lot of initiative, Dylan. I can appreciate that. Uh, and I I think I, by far, no, the laziest member of this show. What, what that means is he can write. No, that's nothing you or I couldn't really do. That's true. I, I attempt to. I think I can. And people tell me I'm good, but there I, don't, was a, I, don't, I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. <laughs> there was a time in the early stages of Section 336 where it was more blog than podcast. And Josh and I even attempted to write a couple blogs like in the first like week we started this thing it was it wasn't our strong point for sure no i think you wrote about uniforms yeah I, and, I, and, <laughs> and i wrote about buying a new hat <laughs> and then we left it to matt yeah yeah and and even matt is like uh twice a season blogger and in, in of himself yeah i uh i think i counted down the the best orioles jerseys of the four it was it was a boring countdown because there's only four <laughs> to choose from and it's all opinion and i'm a big uni guy so what are you gonna do Hey, uh, before we get into the talk, uh, we're recording this live on Tuesday evening. We were scheduled to start at 7.30, but this Orioles game in Los Angeles has now gone into the 13th inning, still tied 4-4. Four to four. Uh, We might finish this episode before the game ends. I don't know. It's kind of like a race to the finish at this point. Um, but before we get into the coverage of the Orioles this week, uh, Josh, do we have anything we can share with our listeners about uh, t-shirts. You made a deal with mothers or something? Oh, the Trumbo shirts? Yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah, so the Trumbo shirts have been... Uh, a lot of listeners have been buying them up and other random people that I'm sure don't know they're buying Section 336 shirts. <laughs> we uh, tricked them. Right. <laughs> so starting hopefully this weekend, probably more likely around the All-Star Game Tuesday, they're going to be available at Mother's Federal Hill. So starting with that location, once they sell out, which I think they will, we'll move to other locations. Nice. So just the mothers in Federal Hill. Yeah. And when's that start again? Let's say Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> you can ask this weekend. Maybe I'm pushing for this weekend because there's a homestand coming in. It's right, a great right. time to be up there. The uh, the guy printing the shirts told me I was ordering a little late for this weekend. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> the t-shirt printers are busy people this time of year. Uh, well, and Tuesday is the All-Star game, correct? Yeah. Which so, Trumbo's going to. Yeah. And hopefully he'll get invited to the Home Run Derby on when that? Wait, Monday? That would be Monday great. would be the Home mm-hmm. Run Derby, right? Or is it Sunday? It's no, Monday. Sunday the Orioles play. It's the last Monday. game before the break. And Sunday is also the Futures game. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah. Do we have anyone in the Futures game? Cisco. All right, we got one guy. I think he's catching hater. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, our friend of the show, Alex Murphy, got selected to something. Yeah, but he's in a much, he's in a lower level. Right, so right. So Alex Murphy and Jonah Heim both were in their respective All-Star games. Nice. Good for them. Alex Murphy is had a red hot bat this season so far uh from the numbers i'm seeing so it's good to see uh his stats improve yeah the um do catch dropping his name once in a while and we'll see if that means he's going to come up in the organization or he's gone at the end of the month yeah right oh, oh. that was a terrible play at the plate we just uh-huh. witnessed with joey rickard trying to score from first oh uh, but anyway let's get into this this, this whole series we've just we've We've been on the West Coast now for we're, what's our ninth game now. Two games in San Diego that we took both of them. Four games in Seattle. I don't want to delve too much into this because they were just atrocious. And to be perfectly honest, on my end, I could probably tell you the number of innings I actually watched that series on one hand just because there's so many late-night games and stuff. Um, but oh, what, I what happened in Seattle? You watched all of them? You stayed up till 2 a.m. and all that? Yeah, yeah. I was at that middle school camp last year working until 3 a.m. Um, so I saw all the games. They were all horrible. <laughs> no, um, not worth it. <laughs> no, the, 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 the only positive you can take is a, a nine-game road trip. And uh, right now we're at four and four. 
Correct. So the outcome of today's game would determine if it's a winning series or not. And the fact that actually no, we're three and uh, three and we won four right two now. Two in San Diego. Yeah, and one in Los Angeles. And one in Los as uh, of right time of recording. Yeah. Then, then where's your ninth game? Is it only an eight game road trip? No, it's nine game road trip. Six, two in San Diego, four in Seattle, three in Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. We've only won three right. so far. So we're three and five. Three and five. We're right? looking to go four All and right, five. So we're looking to go four and five. Correct. So never Thank mind. You. It's a losing it's a losing trip either way. We brought Dylan in to do the basic math for me and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, so you stayed up and you watched all those Seattle games. Why? Just because you you had to stay up that I, I late. Was, I was up working. You had nothing else anyway, to do, so I had it on the iPad. And when I go up to New Jersey, it's the only time I can use the MLB app. Ah, uh, smart. And it, it's really I wish Masson broadcast like the MLB app with all the stats on the side and top and bottom. Yeah, it's really nice on the iPad. It's his blackout rules that keep us from being able to just watch baseball like normal people on right, the internet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the blackouts that won't let us pay for what we want. So <laughs> if Matt were here tonight, I think he would lead off with the biggest takeaway from that four game sweep was the struggles with the starting pitching. Well, I got a text message from Matt yesterday. You're kidding, from Africa? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Using that WhatsApp app Okay. that everyone uses outside the US. And all he said was yikes. <laughs> because he finally had a chance to to figure out his internet and check the Seattle series. Yeah, well, my even my wife got, was texting him with that international texting app and said, uh, "By the way, the Orioles just got swept four games in Seattle." Yeah. So yeah, it's what's that? Matt uses it in ISIS. It's not the kind of <laughs> ISIS. Yeah, th- that's what they use. ISIS uses the WhatsApp. Yeah, because it's all encrypted. Interesting. Um, let's run through these really quick. Uh. Tillman, who's been great all season, prior to yesterday's start against the Dodgers, where he was pretty decent, actually he was pretty great, um, but his prior two starts to the Dodgers game wasn't wasn't very good at all. Neither one of them. Mm-hmm. No, that, that Cy Young talk went away. It, it, not really <clears throat> any start in June, really. It, there, I think he had one or two good starts in June. I, I'm pretty sure over six starts in June. Starts in June, he had over a five ERA. Yeah, and but but for the we were giving him the benefit of the doubt because he was he was struggling early. Like his first innings was guarantees to give up at least a run, if not two or three, and then tighten up and at least give you seven innings. Right, get the win, but he benefited from some run support. Most recently here against Seattle, only lasted four and two thirds. Didn't get to the fi- or didn't get past the fifth inning. Six hits, four earned runs. Uh, I mean, four earned runs seems about normal for Tillman, but you got to go more than four innings if you're going to give up four runs. Um, and yeah, he got zero runs in support at least while he was in the game. Um, Gaussman the next night went six innings, only gave up three earned runs, which again is pretty decent for Gaussman. He only gave up one in the first inning and then was scoreless up until the sixth, where we left him in for the sixth because a starting pitcher should be able to go into the sixth inning. And he gave up two runs, which turned out to take the lead for Seattle because Galsman only got two runs in support while he was in the game for those first six innings. Um, and then just went down the toilet even worse from there. Uh, Tyler Wilson was atrocious. Uh, game three in Seattle only lasted three innings, nine hits, eight earned runs in three innings. Terrible outing for Wilson, who hasn't had a good start. At two or three pre- previous starts was the last time he was really good. He had a great start. In Boston. Yes, seven innings or something like that. I believe it was eight shutout innings. That's it. Yep. He was unbelievable in Boston and hasn't been able to put it together since then and most recently just terrible 
uh, in Seattle. And then, because we have nobody else to start for the Orioles, uh, Obaldo Jimenez gets another shot. And uh, he, he got... Started out okay. Yeah, and he got mm-hmm. wins his prior two starts to that. But it, it was one of those things where the win stat doesn't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't very good, but he was just good enough. Uh, and in this, this chance here in Seattle, only lasted four and a third, six hits, six earned runs. Um, I mean, that, that's that's not good, guys. Uh, we saw the debut of Ariel Miranda after him, who, uh, you know, he did exactly what you would think a AAA bullpen arm would do. You mm-hmm. bring him up, you know, for a spot situation. He pitched two innings, four hits, three earned runs. I mean, that game was essentially out of reach at that point. Um not not even talking about how the Orioles bats, you know, they put up five or six runs, but when the pitching is given up seven, eight, nine runs, it's not going to be good enough. No, and uh, I, I believe I saw somewhere that even during the most recent seven-game win streak, I believe the starting pitching had a 4.50 uh, ERA. Wow. So it pretty much just goes to show how much the offense has been backing up the pitching. Right. Yeah, totally. And if they just have one little slip in, in multiple innings – it could be a big difference because it just seems like no matter what, it's going to be struggling with the pitching. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've seen before this little stretch, we've seen the bullpen kind of hold it together without Darren O'Day. Yeah. We, we've seen Brock and Britton continue to have the seasons they're having. And we've seen other guys like Dylan Bundy step up to really make us not miss Darren O'Day. Think we can get away with him having some time off now. Now it's starting to hurt. Now you're really noticing that he's not there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're calling up anyone we can from <laughs> from Triple A to try to get a lefty that can stick around. No one can. Odrisimer Despagne. Yeah, Despagne. he's pitching all the time. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's yeah. like in every game this week. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because we tried uh, Jason Aquino. Yeah, okay. Didn't make it. Ariel Miranda. That must have been while I was asleep. <laughs> um, Oliver Drake. Okay, yeah. Chaz Rowe Chaz is Rowe back on the team back. now. Yep. Uh, McFarland's been up and down and up and down. I don't even know where he's at now. I think he might be up still. Well, here's a question because I'm not up on the latest. No, news. he's on the DL. Maybe you guys can fill me in. What's going on with Darren O'Day? It's he's, it's a high hamstring. Is there any projection or is he hasn't even started throwing yet? He's or uh, he's hoping to be back after the All Star break, but right, yeah. We'll B- see. Buck said we'll know when he's coming back when he starts throwing. Yikes! So there's no mm-hmm. projection. Yeah, uh, he's he's. Something you're definitely missing right now. Brock and O'Day have been lights out. It's unbelievable how good they've been lately. Brock, Brock and Britain. Brock and Britain. That's what I meant. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, B&B. O'Day's been lights out, too, just not on the baseball field. Correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to know where he's been lights out, but um, that's his own business. Uh, terrible series in Seattle. Makes me just want to hang my head. Uh, I don't... I, because they're not... They're a good team... But they're not a great. They're not a great team. They're not a team that should be sweeping us. They were five hundred when we went into Seattle, and after that, obviously, now they were four games over five hundred. Right. I don't know what they've done in the last three days since then, because I really don't care. Haven't given a second thought to the Seattle Mariners after this. <laughs> right. Uh, the one game I did see was whatever the day game was. Was that Sunday? So a four o'clock game or something? I'll just comment because I'm a uniform lover. I loved the throwback unis that the Mariners were wearing that day. Oh, uh, you must be real excited for this Friday then. The Orioles do oh, some throwbacks. Thrilled, Ooh. thrilled, and and I mean I was going to get on this later, but we can touch on it here in this series in Los Angeles. They are they celebrating it in Los Angeles the fiftieth anniversary. I think they just wanted to rub it in the face of the Dodgers. Yeah, that yeah. must have because I don't know why they put the patches on before. 
And it's the patch is the what I'm talking about is the 1966 World Series 50th anniversary patch. The Orioles players are wearing them on their sleeves. This series in Los Angeles, I've noticed watching it on television. Uh, it looks great. I love it. So sick. Yeah, yeah it's it looks awesome. Uh, I feel like they should have been wearing it all season. Well, it. <laughs> It's also it's the bird that since they started winning again, we've been asking the Orioles to bring back this logo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been wanting it on everything, so now we finally get it, um, even if for one day. Yeah, okay. and and uh, and and it's on just like the regular road jerseys. Yes. they're not wearing throwback jerseys yet. But Friday night against it's, the Angels, right. they're supposed and to. It's, well, it's right. Friday night's throwback jerseys. It's strange because it, it, the patch. It's the 50th anniversary, so you think we'd wear it all year. Sure. It's weird for us only to put it on when we're in L.A. They put the uh, 20th anniversary of Camden Yards patch on their jersey all season. Right. Uh, yes, it's weird. I, I, and that's, that's, I don't know. Did we just do it because we're playing the Dodgers? Or? <laughs> Did they forget about it un- until today? Or? Right, right. Was it, yeah, it was marked on their calendar and because it's not like this week is the anniversary. Right, right. It's sometime in September. Oh, yeah. We forgot to put these on in March. <laughs> right, they, I think Josh is on to something. I bet they did it just to rub it in the uh, Dodgers franchise. Yeah, it's the bit. only way that makes sense. We'll never see it again. And I and maybe because they're playing the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim this weekend that they're playing against the Los Angeles team in the American League, that this is the weekend they chose to do it, even though the, the Angels didn't even exist in 1966, right? Or did they? Uh, I don't know when the California Angels came. That's something for the intern to look up for later in the show. (laughs) I don't know. Um, All right, let's get to the Dodgers real quick because we are in the midst of the 14th inning now. Uh, The the rubber game of this three-game series, game one, just continued the disaster that is our starting pitching lately with Giovanni Gallardo. Mm -hmm. Again, only going four innings, which is the the norm for our starters this this week. Uh, Six hits, four earned runs. Again, Four earned runs, three four home earned runs for a starting pitcher isn't terrible if you're going five, six, seven innings. Four innings, four earned runs. Come on, guys. Terrible. Terrible. It was absolutely atrocious. And I'm pretty sure he was – I think he was over 100 pitches after the fourth inning. I think too. I think you're right. Uh, does it does it make you feel a little better that at least our offense got Bud Norris out of there after five? Oh, hold on, I'm, you, you're getting ahead of me with the Bud Norris talk. I gotta uh, get to Bud Norris. All right, fine. Um, no one cares about Bud Norris. All right, but we did finally <laughs> we did finally win on uh, on Tuesday night, late at night. Uh, again, I'll be honest, I didn't watch it because I was probably asleep before the game even started. Uh, did either of you guys stay up to watch the Tuesday night game? Yes, I uh, did. I did. You were back home. You're not. You weren't away in New Jersey. No, I was down here working on work that I missed from being gone last week. Yikes! So, just uh, up. Tillman. Tillman was great. Got back into form. Lasted mm-hmm. seven innings. Gave up only five hits. Only one earned run. Um, and uh, got his twelfth. No, his eleventh win. Uh, yeah, eleven and two. And I always say, and I think everybody's in agreement that win loss stats for a pitcher are virtually meaningless. Yes. Um, except. For when they're really good, like eleven and two, and the fact that Tillman is scheduled to pitch this Sunday, the last game before the All Star break against the Angels, he could potentially have twelve wins before the All Star break. Then it starts to mean a little something. To be like, shoot, eight more wins after the break, we could have our first twenty game winner since nineteen eighty four. People would freak. I would love it. I'd be has all it, about it. Wait, has it been since eighty four? Mike Boddicker. It you was see, either eighty four or eighty five. Never had a twenty game. Nope. The last time the Orioles had a starting pitcher. With 20 wins, Mike Boddicker. Uh, intern can confirm the year for me later, but no, uh, I'm I'll, positive I'll of that. Um, Boddicker would be the 80s. So this is huge. 
Uh, basically, we've relied on Tillman every five days to be the stopper for an instance exactly like what we saw the past week where we had lost five in a row, Seattle four, and then the first game against the Dodgers. Tillman comes in in game two, finally gives us a start that we need. Uh, and that leads us here into the day game we have here on Wednesday when we're recording. Gosman gets the start. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was all that bad. I have him down here. He's at. He was listed at five innings pitched, which is slightly above the norm considering the other guys were only getting yeah. four and a third. Right. Um, eight hits, four and runs. Uh, not he, terrible. He got screwed on Babip. What's that? Oh, I know what Babip is. Well, it's like Woozle Wuzzle. In the uh, in the fifth inning, I believe it was uh, bases loaded with. Or no, there was two guys on with Adrian Gonzalez at the plate with two down and a yes. two strike count, and he just hit the softest hit blooper yes. to Drop score right two. That's runs. the one Jones dove for and hurt himself. Got through, yeah, yeah. It hasn't been the same the whole rest of this game. Um, yeah, and and the fact that it's a National League game. In fact, to be honest, I'm surprised uh, Tillman lasted seven innings in a National League game, and the, the fact that now we're in the 14th inning, I think uh, National League is just terrible. I hate it. Are, Dylan, yeah. are you a fan of the National League or interleague play in general? In interleague play, sure, not with the change of rules, really. Yeah. Because, like, teams are constructed the way they are based on what league they're in. Exactly. Right, uh, so when you go to a National League park, the National League has the advantage because they're mm-hmm. designed to play that type of baseball. Or they have a pitcher who is used to at least standing at the plate once or twice every five days where right. your American League pitchers – a good number of them probably haven't stood in front of a uh, stood at the plate since college or even high school. Right. T- Tillman struck out twice today. Or Gosman. Gosman walked. Oh, Gosman. I was looking at yesterday. I had yesterday's box score. Oh, Tillman, Tillman struck, struck out twice, twice yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Gosman had an 11 pitch walk, didn't he? Yeah, he took a lot of pitches. Uh, he at least took a nice hack at uh, swinging at strike three. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't, uh, you know, it, and and then the difference is too when the National League comes to an American League ballpark, they get to take one of their decent bats off the bench and bat him in place of the pitcher who's mm-hmm. only hitting like one thirty two or something mm-hmm. terrible. So yeah, I I hate the interleague play. National League, uh, it's just a it's a totally different strategy. Like I was listening to the radio for this Wednesday afternoon game on the way down here to Josh's studio, and there was an instance where Buck took. Um, I forget, it took Dylan Bundy out, but then also took Caleb Joseph out, mm-hmm. and it's called a double switch, right. so that when the pitcher comes up to bat next time, Weeders will bat in place of the pitcher, mm-hmm. but then yeah. the pitcher takes Caleb Joseph's bat s- slot in the starting lineup, and like this is the strategy is like blowing my mind. I, I don't have to think <laughs> yeah. about this on a regular basis. Yeah, he's been doing it in a few of these interleague games, yeah. that double switch move. Uh, I'm a little concerned today about our bullpen. Because we're fourteen, we're fourteen innings in, and so far we've seen Gosman, Bundy, Brock, Despagna, Worley, and Givens. That's almost all of them. At, so at, at least there's a day off tomorrow, correct? Yes. Yeah, tomorrow's no a day game off. on Thursday. They got to travel back, so there's all that. But yes, That's true. but a little concerned of who who who's that leave for today to get through this game. We're going to have to see Davis back up there, or Machado's been working on his like splitter or something. <laughs> well, Britain hasn't come in yet, right? No Britain, right. no, no Britain. Chaz Rowe. All right, which brings me to the next question. Who's going to start on Friday? Because there was talk it could be Ubaldo. I heard him that. today. There was talk that it could be uh, Worley. Already saw him today. Yep. Talk of Dylan Bundy. Already saw him today. Yeah. 
Uh, I believe it's Jimenez. It's scheduled. Yep. I think it's going to be Ubaldo. It's going to have to be Ubaldo, right? But then when he only goes four in a third innings, who's going right. to pick up the rest of the game? I mean, how much more exciting did maybe getting to see Bundy this Friday sound yeah, than, that, than Jimenez again? And Bundy was great here. Uh, we should touch on this for a minute. Uh, red hot off the presses. Dylan Bundy, uh, he was he he struggled with like the first or second battery face in the inning. And, and mm-hmm. at one point, he had a batter, a runner at second and third with nobody out. In a tie game, late in the game, uh, and got a strikeout. He struck out the side, uh, and he I think intentionally walked a guy that, in the middle right. there. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, struck out the side, struck out the next one or two guys in the following inning mm-hmm. they faced. Got himself in a little bit of trouble and worked his way out of it. Um, it was great. Cojones. <laughs> yeah, and and I was listening to him on the radio, but they were the way they were describing it. Maybe if you guys were seeing it on TV. He showed no stress, no emotion. He kept his cool the entire time. The opposite of Mike Wright. Yeah, or Bud Norris. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was great to see. And his pitch count uh, was something like 57, 58, which was the most pitches he's thrown in any appearance so far in 2016. So it was cool to see Buck stretch him out a little bit. It would have been nice to not have to use him today, but, again, it's National League Baseball for you a bit. He's a big reason why – they're still playing right now. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, big props to uh, Dylan Bunny for his uh, work in Los Angeles today. Um, I do. Brock, Brock did the same coming in after him. Oh, Got yeah. three strikeouts as well. Yeah. To get out of that. Uh, yeah, Brock is untouchable, and uh, we'll get to some all-star talk here in a minute, but he's 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 proven he's earned his spot on the uh, for all-star selections. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. A uh, couple of other things I, want, I would be remiss if I didn't touch on uh, – but Norris's start for the Nobody Dodgers. Cares. People care. <laughs> People who listen to this show, the little three three sixers, all week they've been tweeting me. Bert at Bert Rohde, what what do you think about Bud Norris starting against the Orioles? And there were uh, three ways this could have worked out. One, he could have pitched eight scoreless innings, obliterated us, and be embarrassing, and we would all say, "Oh, we should have never let him go, or we should have traded for him." I actually thought that was what was going to happen. I was very That's nervous what for I was that expecting happening. Too. Well, uh, the other t- number two. We could have just killed him for 12 runs in three innings, and it would have been great. And we said, he sucks. He's exactly who we thought he was, blah, blah, blah. Third option, he he went five innings, six hits, three run runs. He was basically an Orioles starting pitcher today. He was basically yeah. Bud Norris. He yeah, was, in a yeah. Dodgers uniform. He, he is the guy that we would have been fine. I would have been fine taking back. What did I was just looking up. What did the Dodgers give up for him? Because obviously they were desperate for another starting pitcher. Apparently when you lose a big starting pitcher, you go out and get one. Or get a pitcher, right. not the Orioles' way, who just struggles to find that fifth starter all season. I think they gave up two low-level minor leaguers. I don't yeah. think it was anything too much of value. Like something we could have afforded mm-hmm. if we yeah. wanted to jump on it. I, I, I saw that Rock did put in one of his most recent articles that the Orioles did express interest in Norris, but he thinks that maybe as soon as the Braves wanted anything of value, they turned away. Sure. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Uh, you know, uh, he's well, we he's been pretty good the, his last few appearances, aside from today, which was pretty mediocre. Um, so it's his stock might be high right now, but at the end of the day, he he's still running the mill starting pitcher along the lines of Jimenez, Gallardo, and he's what we've got. We've know, already got a bunch of guys like mm-hmm. that. You can argue back and forth whether they think he's better than Gallardo and Jimenez, but you know they're all basically the same. They're yeah, all pretty much C minus D plus starting pitchers. It's it's what we've been saying all year. We've got the offense. We need average pitching, mm-hmm. and those are all guys who can give you average pitching, 
once in a while above average, and also really, really, really bad pitching. Yeah. Well, uh, one more thing in Los Angeles as the Orioles just Scope took just the get lead that RBI. here. Two runs. That's excellent. Top of the 14th inning, Orioles are leading 6-4. to four. Live coverage from Section 336, <laughs> even though most people will be listening to this on Thursday afternoon. That's right. Everyone on Facebook can celebrate. Already know yeah. the outcome. Yeah, the live feed watchers, wink, wink, right at you for uh, sticking around. Um, Los Angeles, the big thing about the Dodgers and Dodger Stadium, for diehard baseball fans, people who appreciate the game, love the game since childhood, one of the things you appreciate is the announcing of Vince Scully. And uh, Orioles fans have gotten the privilege of listening to him call some of the Orioles action, which is cool. I personally have not heard any of it. No? And I can't stand myself for it. It's (laughs) it's been the best part of this series. Has been, at least for the first three innings, because Vin only does three innings of radio. Mm -hmm. So, And, of course, the TV game is blacked out. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So you use the MLB app. You you put on the audio. (laughs) And then... I would pause the TV and wait and then hit play to get them to line up. Nice, nice, so nice. I worked for at least three innings, uh, worked really well, and it was awesome. Fourth of July game, he told me the whole history of, like, the Declaration of Independence. Nice. And how, like, Thomas Jefferson wrote it on a laptop, which was a board <laughs> that he pe- put on his lap to write on or something Hilarious. like that. It, is it true that he told a story about Chris Tillman like throwing an orange at his grandmother or something yes. like that? He I heard that, yeah. At the age of two, Chris Tillman threw an orange and hit his grandmother square in the back, and that's how they knew he'd be a pitcher. So does he like <laughs> go down to the Orioles locker room before the game and, 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 hey, Chris, give me a good story I can tell during he, the broadcast? He went through Chris Davis's tattoos and when he got different tattoos in his career. That's interesting. I didn't even know Chris Davis had tattoos. No. Oh, yeah, he does. You ever see him pull oh, up yeah. his shirt? He's now got I do. Here. He's, got a, he's got a Bible verse that's half of his chest. He's got, oh, I think, his uh, wedding ring tattooed on his finger, too. Yeah, well, well, yeah. if you listen to Vince Scully, he told you all about when he got what during his career. He has a, Apparently, he's got a huge cross on his back. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got that doesn't that, surprise me. That he got early in his career, and then... I don't know. And then somewhere he, when he was struggling and then coming back, he got the Bible verse on, and I well, don't remember. I but was in Dylan's shoes going in today because I had been following on social media, everyone saying, oh, this is so great, Vince Scully talking about Adam Jones and Chris Davis. This is, this is like a dream. And I hadn't I hadn't indulged myself yet. And here we are Wednesday afternoon. I was like, I got I to gotta make this happen. So I put on the MLB at bat. With in the earbuds, right. and I listened to the first three innings. I didn't know he stopped after three innings, though. I didn't know either until the first game. Does he switch like, to TV on? after that or something? <laughs> I don't or know. Or he just All I home? saw on Twitter was people commented, yeah, he stops after three innings of radio. Yeah, I wonder. So I don't know. And it, then finishes I think the, the TV. He, I think he continues TV. Okay. Because radio mm-hmm. would then be more talking. But he's, he has awesome stories that he tells the entire time, and Dodger fans are extremely lucky to have him. There's a there's an Orioles fan that follows me. I forget his name right now. It's probably best that he's anonymous right now. But uh, <laughs> you're gonna but, call him out. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, he's telling me that Vince Scully's the most overrated, saying that he's an average broadcaster that just googles all this information and, <laughs> and, and he makes stories up. Who cares? He's an 88 year old man telling me stories. <laughs> I'll listen all day. I love it. There doesn't have to be a baseball game going on. See, I thought it would be funny if, like that story about Chris Tillman throwing the orange at his grandmother. Like Tillman knows. Vince Scully's going to come to the locker room. i got to give him a good story. Let me make up the craziest thing I can think of and see if he'll actually <laughs> say it on the air. Uh, that, would, that would be where I'd go with that. But um. No, it was – I don't know why the – what it told me is that all of the Orioles reporters, all of the Orioles broadcasters suck. 
Because why aren't they telling me these stories about Chris Davis, Adam Jones, and uh, Chris Tillman? <laughs> well, I did see uh, Gary Thorne uh, did a little segment on Masson with Vince Scully on television where he basically like cried on his shoulder thanking him yeah. for uh, the opportunities he gave him, how nice he was to him and all that stuff. Yeah, that Vince oh, wow. Scully was like one of the first people to introduce him. He was drunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> he was like six beers in. Everyone gets a little emotional after a few drinks. Um, so I... We're, we're here in the uh, bottom of the 14th inning. The Orioles are leading 6-4. to four. Unless something crazy happens, we're looking at leaving this West Coast road trip on a hopefully a positive note. Well, Britain's in there. Britain's in there. He should hopefully strike out the side. We'll keep you updated over the next few minutes. Um, That's a high order, strike out the side. But there have been about 32 strikeouts today. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I did hear over the radio that it was a new record at, at Dodgers Park. Oh, for both teams? Yeah. yeah, yeah, a combined strikeouts by both teams. You, yeah. can, th- you can thank Dylan Bundy for that. <laughs> and, I mean, basically you can thank the Orioles, too, because anytime the Orioles come to your ballpark, you're guaranteed at least 11 strikeouts. As of right oh, yeah. now. Both teams have struck out 18 times. Chris Davis is at least four of those. So, so 36 mm-hmm. strikeouts tonight. Wow. Hopefully three more. Hey, let's yeah. uh, let's touch on the All-Star game real quick because uh, the final selections came in. One Oriole got the vote, the fan vote, to be a starter, and that was obviously Manny Machado. Uh, right. They're going to start at third base in the All-Star game next Tuesday night in San Diego. Um, but four other Orioles were selected, which I believe is by the manager of the prior – World Series champion. It's by the manager and by this guy. and players vote too. Oh, interesting. So the players have a say. Mm-hmm. Ned Yost got a baseball our, mind. Our boy Ned Yost Ned with his baseball Yost mind. Got a big, big brain. Ned Yost knows what to do in well, every baseball. I think Ned Yost is on to something. It, Ned Yost used maybe to it was the more day. the players vote side, but if it was Ned Yost, you know, pushing the buttons here, uh, his baseball mind chose correctly. Uh, we've we've already said it at least a dozen times well, on today's show about Brock and Britain. Uh, let's let's talk about Brock for a minute. Uh, I think it's pretty impressive when you've got a middle reliever, a hold man, your eighth inning guy, seventh inning guy that is getting that kind of respect for an All Star game. Because mm-hmm. when we were kids, for the most part, just the best starting pitchers made it, and then they would be the guys showing up in relief. You know, Roger Clemens would start the game, but then. Uh, Jack Morris would pitch the seventh inning, and uh, Mike Mussina would stand in the bullpen the whole yeah, game. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. like late '80s, but uh, right. but yeah, but now we're in a in a, a time in baseball where the late inning relief guys, you need to have a good one if you want to be a good team. The Orioles have a good one in Brad Brock, and the rest of baseball is recognizing that. And it also helps that it's Ned Yost picking because you know he loves his bullpen arms. Right, uh, absolutely. Kansas City has a very dominant bullpen. So he respects that for he sure. Re- he respects it. He cherishes those arms. I do think that Jose Quintana got got snubbed big time though. <laughs> he, he's one of the best starters in the American League right now. Yeah, if not all of baseball. Yeah, yeah. There's good. There's definitely a few snubs. In fact, there's a a vote for the final spot. I think there's five guys. He's not in it. No, he's not, and he should be. the The final guys that are in there are good players, but I feel like it's it's still more popular well, guys like Pedroia's in there, mm-hmm. Longoria. The guys are good, but there's. Probably better players that should be in there, but fans don't know who they are, so they're going to vote for a big name like Pedroia or Longoria. Well, that's the thing. you got to remember, the fan vote is always a popularity contest. Sure. That's why the entire start in National League infield is Cubs. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't yes. even see that. Yeah. It's kind of like how last year it was all Royals everywhere. Um, so you got to remember that. So, of course, they're going to set up the final vote, which is continually being fan vote as a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think it's more impressive when – 
it's your manager and peers picking guys like Trumbo, Weeders, Brock, and Britton. Um, all right. I mean, what about Trumbo and Weeders? Uh, I I felt like Trumbo was a lock, regardless of if you got right. the fan vote. He's the leading home run leader uh, in the American League or in all of baseball. Um, I, I didn't really think that he was going to be a lock, mainly because there were a good amount of talented outfielders in the American League this year. I, I felt like they were many that were left off okay that were very deserving as well I, I i'm not saying trumbo wasn't deserving i think he's very deserving i just wasn't sure if he would get the recognition over right. some of the other players i figured he'd at least get the home run derby invite yeah it, so well and I, I think the home run thing is is what pushed him up over those other guys because everyone wants to see home runs and and you look at the home run standings almost on a daily basis and you want to see the guy at the top seems like he would be an all-star um and and I always thought it was weird that there's been a few instances in the last few years where there's guys representing in the home run derby but not on the all star team just right. because mm-hmm. they're the home run leaders. I could see that. Be, that should. It's almost like that should be more regular. Well, the the home run derby they tweak every year. So like it's. I think now we're still in the year of two random people pick teams, like mm-hmm. two player representatives. But I haven't figured out how they pick the player representatives. Uh, 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 well, I think they started last year the whole face-off thing between American League right. player and National League player. Right. So we're doing that again clock. this year. But there's a there's uh it's like uh it's like a pickup game. There's two there's two guys who are going to pick their players. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't know how they pick the two guys who are going to pick their players. Huh. I don't know. We'll but have to watch it. it. Maybe the two guys were in the championship from the previous year? I would think except I keep Trying to research how this is figured out, and no one write, wrote, oh, it's someone from the Royals. You know, I all know. I care about is, you, correct me if I'm wrong, I heard that this is going to be Chris Berman's last home run derby. Yeah, he's, Did you hear that too? Uh, he is supposed to be, this is his last year at ESPN, so that okay. makes sense. Hopefully they don't mm-hmm. just bring him back for like... Back, 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 you mean? I hate that crap. <laughs> I, I used to love it as a sure, kid. Sure, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, As a kid, I loved it, but now I'm just like... Mute. <laughs> Maybe put a little bit of music on while I watch it. You know what I want? I want Vince Scully doing the home run derby. <laughs> the guy's up there swinging. I can see if the ball's a home run. He can tell me about his childhood. He can tell stories <laughs> because, yeah, it's true. For the most part, it can, it can be quite boring. Um, Mark Trumbo hit oranges against his grandmother. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's way more entertaining than back, 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 back. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, all right, guys. Uh, oh, we got something going game's on. getting a little interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try and fill this in, but the uh, Dodgers manager's coming out to holler at the. Uh, yeah, he's thinking no, it's a balk or something. Possibly, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We've how about having two balk calls in the past week? Hey, uh, let's uh, let's fill some time here. We've got another submission this week. Last week, Josh and I debuted uh, a fan's uh, entry into the Anyone Can Podcast contest, and we've got another one here this week. Uh, our good friend three three sixer for a very long time, Mister Jacob Rock. Gives us his take on the ball bag. So uh, let's take a list of what Jake's got going on. What is up, Section 336ers? My name is Jacob Rock, and I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything Baltimore sports. This is my resume video for the Section 33 podcast contest, Anyone Can Podcast. It's uh, just been something I've been wanting to do for a while now, ever since I've listened to your show. So, yeah, so without further ado, let's get this video started. Now, uh, instead of just me going off on a rant about random things in Baltimore sports, I decided to do something similar to the ball bag. But since I don't have a ball bag, I got a hat full of questions. These questions were submitted by friends and family who are also Baltimore fans, and 
I have not seen the questions yet, so all these answers are going to be true and live. So, without further ado, let's get right to it. Alright, you look good. Alright, first question. Since last season, will the Ravens do better or worse this season? I didn't say better because it's not Baltimore football-wise to go two years consecutively with losing seasons. It's, it's not right. I think that the owners and the coaches, especially John Harbaugh and Peter Andrews, I think, yeah, they'd be smart enough to make some changes in player-wise, coaching-wise. Yeah, I just don't see it happening because it's just not Baltimore way. Just not the Baltimore way. So hopefully cross your fingers next year. We'll see the Ravens go back to the playoffs and hopefully win another Super Bowl. All right, next question. There we go. All right, here's a good one. Name one thing that needs to happen to better the Orioles franchise. Oh, that's easy. Baldo Menez. He needs to go. I don't care if he was good in the past. That was the past. We're talking about right now. Baldo Menez is very, um, he's very up and down. And if he can't stay consistently a good pitcher, he needs to go. We need good pitchers right now for the Orioles, or else we're gonna have trouble in the in the postseason if we make it there. And if he continues to stay with us, it's gonna be bad, just just bad. So he needs to go. Someone else can fill his spot, like Dylan Mundy or Brad Brock. All right, next question. Which one do I want here? Ooh, here's a good one. Is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? Uh, yeah, of course he is. He won a freaking Super Bowl. Um, if you have the tenacity to take your team to the playoffs and not only beat Andrew Luck and then go to Denver and beat Payne Manning and then go to New England and beat freaking Tom Brady, P.S. he sucks, and then go to the Super Bowl and then win... Heck yeah, you're an elite quarterback. You just beat not one, but two like of the greatest QBs of all time. Of course he's going to be an elite quarterback. Yeah, not to mention, he's wearing a shiny new Super Bowl ring. So yeah, of course he's an elite quarterback. Alright, next question. There's only two questions left, so let's get through these quickly. Alright. Was re-signing Chris Davis... A good investment by the O's. Okay, this is going to be a tough one, but yes, it was a good investment because, um, well, this is my opinion, because I'm a big Chris Davis fan. I have always been, ever since I've seen him come to Baltimore, um, it just, it's just the fact that he hits a lot of home runs, and that's what brings the fans. Uh, yeah, just, it was a good investment because not only can he hit the home runs, but he brings the glove all the time, every game, at first base. I mean, did you see that other play last the other day where he just snagged it out of the air and got the guy at first for a double play? That was amazing. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think it was a little bit much money. But, yeah, um, it was a good investment, and I hope to see him play really good baseball for the next seven years. And last question. All right. Where do I see the, both the Ravens and the Orioles in the next 10 years? All right, that's a good one. Uh, where do I see both teams? Well, for the Ravens, 
I'd have to say if Harbaugh continues to stay there, I see the team going to the playoffs consistently. Uh, I guess hopefully not. Maybe another losing season. I hope. I swear. I hope. I hope not. That's last year sucked. But yeah, I, I see the team consistently going to the playoffs throughout those ten years. Um, and I and if my prediction's right, at least another Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl draft that we had last time really shouldn't happen again. It's we're Baltimore football. Come on, man, get hyped. And for the Orioles. I, I'm I'm predicting every year I've every year I've predicted is is just World Series, but that's that's kind of stupid. But this year, maybe maybe we might go to the World Series and maybe we might win it. And for the upcoming years, who knows? It all depends on how Dan Duquette man um, gets new players and how Buck Showalter uh, is able to work with the pitchers and the pitching staff and whatnot and make sure that we get runs on the board. That's the biggest thing. We need to get runs on the board consistently, and we just need to beat the AL East teams. There's, it's always it's always been a conflict between two teams near the end of the season, and just it, it just needs to be us sitting at the top by October. All it needs needs to be that, and I think we'll be fine. And so yeah, uh, yep, that concludes. There's no more questions left here in the hat. So, thank you again, Section Three Three Six. You guys are awesome. And I hope to see you guys sometime this July. And if uh, Matt, if you don't get to see this video at all, I hope you have a good time in Africa. Josh, Matt, intern, hope to see you guys there. Take my video, please. Go and as always, go O's and go Ravens. Hoo <laughs> yeah. There you go, Jacob Rock. Thank you, Jacob, uh, at Jacob Rock 1998 uh, He gave us his take on the ball bag. so And he timed it perfectly for us to watch the end of that game. Yeah, we got to mm -hmm. sit down quietly for a minute and see the Orioles lock up right. the win against the Dodgers 6-4, to four, taking 2-3 or three in Los Angeles. Yeah, I got, got to see Dave Roberts get ejected. Yeah. He was arguing, I guess, a strike. Yeah, I don't know if it was a strike or, or maybe he thought Britain balked or something. He was know. arguing something pointless to get ejected. Who knows? Yeah, so a great ending of the game, extra innings. Everyone can take a breather. We have the day off tomorrow. It it takes a little bit of the sour taste of Seattle out of your mouth a little bit that the Orioles are coming home this weekend. Back to Camden Yards, facing the Angels in a three-game series, which will lead up to the All-Star game. Um, Josh, you and I are going to the game Friday night, right? It's uh, They're giving away yeah. the T-shirts with that yeah, patch. Yeah, we got to go get we were... that, uh, that uh, crown Oriole bird. Yeah, and uh, – nice. And they're having a pregame ceremony. Uh, I don't know any details about it or what time it starts. It starts, starts, or starts at 6 o'clock with a video. Okay. Is what I know. Now, they, they've they so, set a precedent for uh, honorary ceremonies at Camden Yards. Most recently, last year or the year before? The, one, they, the one we all missed because no one knew it was going to be a big deal? Yeah. <laughs> but then they put it on YouTube the next day so the people, people could right. see it who weren't there. But what was that for? Remind me. That was the 50th anniversary. 60th anniversary. That's right, 60th anniversary. Of the team. Yes, to 1954 to 2014. Right. Yeah, and, and they, that, they projections like, up on the warehouse and stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, like a laser show, they called it, and it was more like a movies on the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it likened to something you would see at Walt Disney World, uh, if I could take it in that direction. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, uh, I don't think they'll be able to do something that huge pregame because it'll still be daylight. Uh I don't think there's going to be any warehouse projections no, or anything. No, I don't. Well, no, I don't think so. But they're going to trot out a few guys from the 1966 team, uh, however many of them are, there are left, 
Um, I guess there's quite a few. <laughs> 66 not that long ago. Yeah, but... Uh, it's well no. Or how many of them would actually be right, in town right, for if it? If it's fifty, if it was fifty years ago, you figure they were in their twenties then. Yeah. The younger guys, then yeah, they're in their seventies, eighties. You know, it would have been fun if I had planned ahead of time, knowing that this game was coming. Uh, yeah, up. a game of Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. I could take the nineteen sixty six roster and play Dead or Alive. That would have been fun. Oh uh, well, next time. Um. So uh, Jacob essentially did our ball back for us let's uh let's touch on our you mean we don't get to talk about is joe flacco elite no (laughs) we'll say that and he didn't word the question correctly it should be is joe flacco a elite quarterback but uh we'll let that one slide um three up three down this is where each one of our hosts thankfully there are three of us here in the studio tonight with dylan sitting in for matt um we are each going to pick one positive thing that we've seen over the past week that's our three up and then we'll pick one uh, each to take one negative hey, thing of the week. That this, would be our three down. What's this button I have? It's now time for three up and three down. We have a button. Apparently we already did. That's awesome, Josh. Man. Button pusher. Sweet. Um, I'll go first because uh, my positive has just been the experience at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I'll let someone else talk about Vince Scully again. But, uh, but one of the things I've enjoyed is the ballpark organ uh, in between innings or in between uh, visits to the, the mound because uh, they actually have an organist playing a real organ and they're they're playing the traditional stuff but like I heard Billy Joel songs you're hearing pop songs like they're playing virtually anything on the organ and I'm a big fan of that so that's a positive I'm taking away from a week that didn't have all that many positives to begin with I uh, I didn't know that yeah what about the organ now yeah. wow that's awesome I, I, I was yeah. bringing up the name of the organist, yeah, this little it old lady. The the broadcast. It was cool. Yeah. It, it, it's as much as they talk about Camden Yards having the feel of an old ballpark. That's what we really need. Less claymation, more organ. <laughs> <laughs> Although my two-year-old son's favorite words to say right now are hot dog race. Hot dog race. Can we get someone playing an organ in the warehouse? I'm sure. There should there, be. Uh, there better be room in that warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, real quick. Uh, something I was listening to the broadcast on the way down here, hearing while Brad Brock was pitching and Joe Angel saying, um, "Brad, I'll be Brock," and <laughs> I I got all excited because my son's name is Albert. We call him Alby, and I said, "Laura, my wife." I was like, "Quick, Google what Brad Brock's middle name is," because it sounded like he was saying Albie. his middle name is Alby. It should <laughs> so have been Brad Alby Brock, and I was like, "Wait a minute, he's doing a Terminator thing." <laughs> Never mind. You're so close. <laughs> And it turns out I can't find Brad Brock's middle name anywhere on the internet, so he might not even have one for all I know. I'll ask Vince Scully. There you go. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what about you? What's a positive you can take away from this week? Um, I would have to say Tillman's bounce-back start against the Dodgers. Absolutely. What was that last night? I mean, he looked like he was definitely heading towards the, the All-Star game when he got done with May. He, yeah. had, he had a sub-3 ERA. Then, surprisingly, during the Orioles' hottest month so far, he had the worst month. Yeah. He had an ERA uh, over five. Definitely needed to get him out of that, especially with the Orioles pitching right now, not even able to go five innings. So I feel like it was huge for him to have that bounce-back start to start off July right um, because he's the table setter and um, they need him going going forward. We definitely needed it after the Seattle series and losing the first game in Los Angeles. Absolutely. That is a good up. A good positive there, Dylan. Josh, what about you? Uh, mine is Vince Scully, and we yeah. talked about him a bunch. But uh, he just he made baseball like 
fun even when the Orioles were struggling for those first few innings. Yeah. So and plus he says Jonathan scoop. <laughs> so as smart as he is, he still says scoop. So I can go by that. And sometimes, you know, our current broadcasters, you get a little jaded with them every once in a while. Like I, I find myself rolling my eyes at the th- some of the things that Joe Manf- Joe Manfra and uh, Joe Angel and Fred Manfra say mm-hmm. uh, on the radio. That sometimes, with the benefit of the MLB app, you can listen to the opposing team's broadcast. Sometimes but, they have good guys. Sometimes but normally not. They're, normally they're they're worse. Yeah. As much as we like to complain about what we have here in Baltimore. It's one of the Normally better ones. They're, yeah, they're pretty good. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, but some of the guys are uber popular, uh, like the guy with the White Sox, Hulk Harrelson, is a big personality. Right. They're big homer guys. Yeah, yeah. The guy in New York uh, for the Yankees who loses his mind when the Yankees I would win. Like, I would like to have a homer guy. I would like a homer guy, too. Uh, um, I believe it was, I think Fangraphs did it uh, earlier in the season, and it really showed that we're not really being homers on this. They did a ranking for broadcasts. And I believe they put the Orioles in the top ten, maybe even in the top five, and they put the Nationals as one of the worst, mainly because of of, uh, yeah. of FP. Yeah, they're, they're horrible. <laughs> FP Santangelo, it's my boy. Psych. Uh, yeah, yeah. The only uh, thing worse than the Nationals broadcast is the Redskins broadcast. <laughs> you know what I have enjoyed though? I try not to get off topic too much. Jim Palmer on Masson, he does not hold back, man. If no. he will bash the team, and like, yeah. what are they going to do to him? He's Jim Palmer. Yeah, right. Like, it's he can just, say whatever he wants. Yeah. They're not going to take him off television. Vin, Vin Scully was telling Jim Palmer stories <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> during, the, during the broadcast. I like that Jim Palmer, yes, uh, yeah, last night he got caught out on Twitter for uh, the Dodgers, the closer, being a catcher or something. Mm-hmm. So then today on the broadcast, Jim Palmer corrected himself and said, as people pointed out to me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he can respect so. that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, three down. Three t- negative takeaways from the week. Um, uh, yeah, those were three ups. Now we're on three downs. Yeah, now gotcha. we're on three downs. Uh, one thing that annoys the crap out of me, it was going all over social media and Twitter this week when the Orioles were mired in a five-game losing streak, uh, and based on the way they, they'd been pitching and hitting, uh, could have potentially gone longer. Everyone and their mother starts tweeting about, hey, remember 1983, the Orioles happened to have two separate seven-game losing streaks, but they still won the World Series. And these tweets come up every year when the Orioles are in the middle of a six- to seven-game losing streak. But guess what? We haven't won any World Series in the last uh, 33 years or however long it's been. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, cool it with the 1983 team and the stats that they had, and they still won a World Series. Teams win the World Series have all kinds of crazy stats. Yeah. You know one that matters? When you win the World Series. Other than that, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't care. Just win baseball games. You can say it once as just like a cool did you know fact. Yeah. But literally, I'm seeing it everywhere, especially on Facebook. Yeah. And it's every year. I, I, I'm sorry. I saw that when you tweeted that three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me again. Oh, that's right. We had two seven-game losing streaks in 1983, which was 33 years ago. Give me a break. Hashtag give me a break. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what about you? What's a negative for this week, my friend? Um, I think I may have stolen this one from Josh. If I did, hopefully he can add on to it a little bit. <laughs> um, the, the lack of depth. I mean, they traded away Zach Davies last year. They could have definitely used him this year. Mm-hmm. Eduardo Rodriguez definitely could have used him this year. Although, I did back up the Miller trade. I did back up the Parra trade. You're not it, alone. It, yeah, it, it's just... I'm not really upset that they're trading away these pieces. I'm upset that they're not able to replenish the depth. Because right now, if they had any kind of depth whatsoever in the minor leagues, Ubaldo would not be in the rotation right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ubaldo got taken out of the rotation. Buck announced that he was out of the rotation. Right. He got one relief appearance. He was right back in because there's no depth. Well, well, like I mentioned earlier, here's the pitchers we've seen in the past two weeks uh, come up and down. Jason Aquino, uh, Tyler Wilson went down. Ariel Miranda, Brian Dusen went on the DL. That's the guy that hurt himself on the chair. Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> Vance, Vance Worley came back. Oliver Jake, Drake, Chaz Rowe, um, TJ McFarlane, up and down and up and down. Uh, Andy Oliver, did I mention him? Asher Tolliver. Yeah. Came up. Andy Oliver has not came up yet. He came up earlier. Yeah. yeah but if there it's, were, like, any prospects – prospective starting pitchers that we wanted to give an opportunity this is a perfect opportunity but guess what there just aren't any if you drive up to camden yards right now and start working out you might get to pitch yeah shoot we should have done that audition months ago josh i think i I think buck may be on the mound on uh (laughs) hey that'd be great i'd watch i have a different theory i think buck has been pulling all these people up in the past two weeks to show duquette you gotta get me something yeah i've got nothing possible you're seeing you're Oh, here's all the names that are on paper. Here's what they actually can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a meeting I'd like to sit in on. What about you, Josh? Yours is similar to Dylan's. Uh, yeah, mine was the, the crappy pitchers coming up from the minors. Yeah. But you know what my other negative is? That we haven't been wearing this patch all year. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. And you know what? They just showed the t- the, the shirt they're giving away on Friday. Up it's on the, the patch. Yeah, it is the patch. <laughs> and the way, at least I'd the way they're showing the it now. It's it's huge though. It's it's not just small in the right. middle of the shirt. It takes up the whole front of the shirt. Exactly. I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to getting that shirt. I'll wear that one proudly. Except if it's like all the other t-shirt giveaways, it's gonna shrink after yeah. I wear it one time. And then oh yeah, my yeah. gut my gut's gonna you, hang you out the bottom. A, you, of can it. A, right. you can get an extra large or medium, and when you wash it, it is a small and an extra small. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. turns into like a woman's medium. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, shoot, we are just about out of time, Josh. Uh, can you hit me uh, that, that fun music that we all love? Because I think it's time for our good friend who sits outside in the other room. Intern, the world's worst intern, our good friend, our little buddy. What you doing over there, buddy? What do you got for us? One second, I need to turn on the light. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's sitting in a dark room all by himself. Can he, can he not read his notes or something? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Doesn't he wear glasses? Where are your glasses, intern? He's probably putting himself on the video. It's probably light for his video. And we have dead air intern. Yep. And <laughs> I'm not showing up. Just, oh, just, well, talk, just, talking to, just talking to your mind. I am. What do you got for us, intern? So, I found out since the Orioles left Seattle, the Mariners have actually dropped their next two games to the Houston Astros. So, they got their little winning streak in on us, and then they went back to being crappy. Indeed. Good for them. <laughs> the, Los Angeles Ang- the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim were established in 1961. Oh, oh so they were around back then. So yeah. that's what I know. Good job, intern. I had a, I had 50 bucks on you telling them when they changed from the Angels to the Anaheim Angels <laughs> of Los Angeles and saying like 2002. The California. Okay, so fun fact. I also have that they were called the Los Angeles Angels... And then they changed their name to the California Angels in 1965, which they rolled with until 1996. Yeah, yeah. Right. When they changed to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Well, no, but there was no, no, no. They were just the Anaheim Angels. There was a period in there when they were just the Anaheim mm-hmm. Angels. That's when they had like the the Disney uniforms, right, right, with the blue and yeah. the, the Angels the, in the outfield yeah. era. Well, that's good though. So I learned something tonight because I would have, I don't know. I guess Nolan Ryan played for the Angels. The California. I don't know Angels. if it was in the 60s though. 
Yeah, it would have been the California Angels. Yeah. The Callaheim. He came up with the uh, the um, New York Mets. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But, man, he pitched forever. Yeah, I told you, you watch that fastball documentary that Major League Baseball put out, and it talks all about Nolan Ryan, and he pitched like 30 years or something. By the way, this this Dodgers game, did you see Chase Utley? For one thing, he had six hits today, set his own mm-hmm. personal record. Chase Utley was unstoppable today for the Dodgers, I- even in a losing effort. That guy looks old as crap. He's all mm-hmm. gray hair. He's 38. He turns 39 in December. I had to look it up. And he's still playing good so, ball. So he's like two years older than he's you? He's two years older than me. Uh, almost Baseball years. years are different. Get, get ready uh, for yeah. that gray hair. <laughs> and uh, I found out that the Braves actually traded Bud Norris and Dion Toscano, a player to be named later, and cash considerations for two minor league pitchers, Caleb Dirks and Philip Pfeiffer. Philip Pfeiffer, oh. I like that name. See, they wanted minor league pitchers. We don't have that. I like Caleb Dirks, <laughs> too. That's a good name, too. Very good. That's all, intern? It is indeed. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you, as always. All right, so let's close it all out here, guys. Uh, we went a little long tonight, but that's okay because I'm running the show, and I really don't give a crap. Um, uh, no, I'll take over the show next week. <laughs> Josh, Josh will be taking over again on next week. We should be back next Tuesday night live on video on Facebook. Be sure to check us out if you couldn't join us here tonight on Wednesday. And next week, we're going to have Corey from Oh The Anthem. Corey Baker from Oh The Anthem, a great podcast. Those guys are great guys. They participated with our Birdland Radio at the beginning of the season. Um, they will be great guest hosts with Josh next week. Um, I will be unavailable next week. And actually, I'm going to Florida the week after that. So You'll, I don't be, on, you'll I, be on some Skypes. Yeah, I'll call <laughs> in occasionally. I'm not sure. I can't promise when I'll be back, but I will be back. I promise you that. Uh, Dylan. Big shout out to you. Thank you so much for coming in sitting off this night. Represent O's Uncensored proudly. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. You're, you're doing shows and back-to-back nights. Yeah. He's a traveling podcasting man. <laughs> uh, you can follow Dylan at D Atkinson OU, right? Mm-hmm. For a minute there, I had to figure out that OU stood for O's Uncensored. A I was thinking of you a lot of like people wait. Oklahoma <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> so many people ask it. They're like, what's the OU for? Like, for a while, people were thinking that my name was like Dylan Atkinson and Ow or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it took me literally two seconds. I figured it out. But for those two seconds, I was real confused. Um, Section 336, like us on Facebook. That's where you can watch our videos live while we record every Tuesday night, even though today is Wednesday. But every Tuesday night, we record live from the Section 336 studios on video on Facebook. Give us a like there. Follow us on Twitter. We're also on Instagram uh, at Section336Show. Look for our daily social media posts reporting the outcome of each O's game uh, with a little photo and score recap. Thanks to our good friends over at Baltimore Center for hooking us up with that. Yeah, we can't do that stuff. Oh, we're not doing that anymore? No, no. We can't make like those <laughs> graphics and all. We're not good at that. Oh, uh, well, That gets great. We got our hands full, work. Josh. We, yeah. We're good at what we do. They're good at what they I, do. I did get the shirts straightened out on the website and got them cheaper. And, the Bal- website. and Baltimore Center has also teamed up with Oils and Sensor to open our own shop now. Yeah, nice. you guys you guys have some cool shirts up there, too. So, yeah, Oils and Sensor's got shirts. Section 336, we've got some shirts. The Trumbo shirt uh, will be available at Mother's in Federal Hill that you can actually go there while you're drinking and having lunch and dinner, pregame for Orioles game, and buy the uh, Trumbo Make Baltimore yes. Great Again t-shirt Start brought Tuesday, to you by Section 336. Hopefully by Tuesday. but Ask the no, following no. Tuesday. Hopefully, the, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully by Saturday. Go ahead and ask on Friday. Ask about it at Mother's. And uh, I think it'll be there by Tuesday. Check us so out Thursday section. if it's raining, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and if it's not there on Tuesday, just assume they sold out. That's it. And, and then demand <laughs> more. Did. Demand more <laughs> right. of the Trumbo shirts brought to you by Section 336. 
Go to our website, section336.com. we got loads of content. You can listen to previous episodes with outdated baseball stats and information. <laughs> but, hey, they're entertaining. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, listen to us on iTunes. Subscribe. Write us a review. We'll read it on the show. Give us five stars. That really helps us out a ton. Um, and that's it for this week. Again, thank you to Dylan at Dylan Atkinson OU. You can follow me at Burt Rohde on Twitter. Josh? At Josh Soroka. Intern? At WW Intern. But I wouldn't recommend it. It's fun being Matt. <laughs> uh, go O's! Is that your end? Yes. <laughs> Section 336 is an affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.